Welcome to Get in the Ring with DJ D Coops and B Smut on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Kooks and Beast Mike. How you doing, Beast Mike? Not too bad. Everyone's getting ready for uh, for two things, really. One, the Thanksgiving break is coming is coming this week, and two, we're all getting ready, for, obviously, for Penn State, Ohio State uh, on Saturday. Some people I know, some of my friends have made the, are making their way to Columbus, and it's, it's college game is going to be there. But apparently, Ohio State's boycotting it because they're up in their feelings. About Kirk Herbstreet, how he's he's shown some support for uh, for Penn State over the years, and maybe some anti Chase Young stuff, I guess. That that's bogus. Yeah, they're gonna be people at college game day. They're gonna they're gonna boycott. Some Buckeye fans are going to uh, boycott game day, and they're being urged to boycott game day because of Herbstreet or something. It's it's absolutely hilarious that they he's one of their own. He's an alum. Now there'll be some that won't, but I think there'll be uh, some that actually do follow through with it. It's a sizable thing. But are you coming back to Philly for the Thanksgiving break? I don't know. Actually, I really, I honestly don't know what I'm going to do for the Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, 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 I asked you that earlier. I was like, oh shit, yeah. no. I really don't know. But, 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 um, we'll iron those things out. But, um, we have SmackDown, Raw, NXT, and AEW Dynamite. Um, there's some news. Um, the Ring of Honor thing. Have you seen the Twitter firestorm of Ring of Honor? They fired, they fired their women's champion. Apparently, yeah, I did hear about that. Who's in concussion protocol right now? I did hear about that. That That's is that bullshit. is wild. Absolutely wild that they would do that. Yeah, it's bullshit. Um that's how that company's run now, but you know, it's That's pretty bad. That's pretty whack right there. Yeah, post concussion syndrome and, and you're firing her. You fire your women's champion. That is that's pretty bad business. Yeah, yeah. But Ring of Honor is in a bad place right now, um, honestly. Mm-hmm. But and then Jim Cornette saying something really offensive. This and week. He probably he probably left it, um, uh, NWA. I saw that. I did see that. They fired him. No, he he either I broke. I'm pretty sure he left. I'm pretty sure he resigned. Let me let me say. I'm pretty sure he resigned. I, I don't think they fired him. I'm pretty sure he resigned. Still, um, 
this was the second um gym for net. I'm very sure he resigned. Wrestling Jim Cornette quits over racist during commenting. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. He resigned. Jim Cornette. Oh, this happened. This happened this morning. Uh, I've been off Twitter all day, so. Ooh. Effective immediately, Jim Cornette has resigned from the National Wrestling Alliance as announcer on the November 19th edition of NWA Power. Jim made remarks during a singles match between Nick Allett and Trevor Murdoch that were both offensive and did not meet the high standards of decency and good faith of the National Wrestling Alliance. To ensure this never happens again, we establish new procedures of review for all NWA programming going forward. Um, so they pulled the episode and then put it back up. So I can say because there were no slurs in it, but it's bad. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to give a warning to our listeners if you're easily offended. Um, tune out for the next 10 seconds. He's, he said this comment during the match. He's the only man I've ever known that can strap a bucket of fried chicken on the back and ride his motor scooter across Ethiopia. That's pretty bad. (laughs) That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. The only reason why I felt comfortable saying it, because there were no racial slurs in it. (laughs) No, it's not racial slur, but it's very... But it's bad. It's a stereotype. It's... it's, Um, Apparently he said that um a couple times before um and nobody caught it um in in the first in the eighties and then in the nineties because this this refers to an old famine in Ethiopia back in like the eighties I don't like Cornette is like. Cornette has had so many of these that that um it's you can't give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm. You know what I mean? And then four hours ago, Mark Henry Mark Henry to Jim Cornette apologize or you don't like black people. Everybody caught wind of that. No, that's that's not good. Yeah, it just. And the funny thing is with Cornette, it's the funny thing with Cornette is it's he claims to be a liberal. Nah, <laughs> nah, there's no way he's a liberal. Nah. Nah, no liberal would say something like that. No, no. Nah, no liberal would say that. That's that's no, that's not how that works. No. And and of course he has um he has not commented on this. He's retweeted Brian Lass about five thousand times. 
who blocked me on Twitter. That's another <laughs> thing I want to address right now. Um, All right. So Brian last, um, he retweeted that Jim Cornette resigned and the uh, the. Uh, But Brian Lance, his co-host and host of the Six or Five um, podcast, blocked okay. me on Twitter for saying that his feud with Joey Janela over what Marco Stunt did was unprofessional. And he said he said he was tired of my stupidity. And I, I just say, you're going to lose listeners, man. You're going to lose listeners if you keep, like, defending Cornette first off. Because he's your money guard card. And second off, I like what you do. It's just, it's just, if AEW's not for you, don't watch it, please. That goes for Cornette. That goes for anybody. If AEW's not for you, don't fucking watch it. <laughs> and I just put the explicit tag on this fucking show, and I don't fucking care. Um, because <laughs> right now, it's just annoying. It's just annoying to see people hate watching shit. And every time Cornette comes out with a podcast, it's like, it's like, you know what Cornette said? And I'm I'm like no I don't no. Want to hear it. <laughs> I, I don't I don't listen to Cornette like what are we why are we paying attention but let, let's see let's see this something really really dumb what are we paying attention to Cornette for like like, like, like what he did this week yeah right you know it's just like, I, that, that's re- that's really dumb and newsworthy at the same time like other than that like your normal podcast do you do your thing but we. I'm not tripping off Cornette. I don't listen to the Cornette podcast because I know I'm going to get pissed off listening to it. And, like, Brian's been taking things way too personally. And I'm like, Brian, you need to take a step back. There's some people, unfortunately, to get caught up in their feelings. I think that's all that is. Yeah, I know. People, 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 and, I people the guy, and I messaged him. I was like, I'm sorry if I threatened my listenership to the 605. I, I, that's what his friend Roy told me. Mm. Because, um, and then he, he said he wasn't going to respond to my, um, apology. And then he's like, he's doubled down on the stupidity part. And I, I didn't appreciate that. Mm. You know, and, and it, it would be one. I I'm still gonna listen to the six oh five, but it's like, dude, you take yourself way too seriously. Some people try too hard. <clears throat> like I try. do, trying to call you sometimes. Yeah, some some people some people try too hard. It's it's got to be a natural deal. Well, let's get back into it. let's get let's, let's lighten the mood with, and get back into this wrestling. That, that's been, I know. And, and let me let me see if there's any news and notes um besides this fucking Jim Cornette thing because that uh, let me see. Obviously, Punk snapping at Rollins because Rollins passes on Twitter too hard. And, uh, no, I, I found that CM Punk interview interesting. Let me give you my thoughts on that. Um. 
I thought it was good with him and Renee. I thought I thought it was good. I thought it was a good insight of what Punk, uh, well, uh, how they brought him back and like how like, like how he was really feeling. I think he's gonna fit really well in the backstage uh, show. Um, it's just right now, Punk Punk's forty one. Right. Um. Do I expect him to get back in the ring? I nah. honestly don't. I, I really don't. I don't think he. I don't think it's not that he doesn't have like have like the heart to do it. I just don't think he wants to. I don't think he really has the desire to really get back in the ring. Like, what is he? I don't think he really thinks he has anything really to prove. Honestly, no, he I, I, don't, I don't think I don't think he really he believes that. Which probably true. I mean, like, dude had one of the hottest single years we've ever seen. In 2011, and he really kept the flow going until he left as like one of the hottest dudes in the company. So I, I actually like I, I actually like that that Moxley's doing the stuff that he said he was going to do. Mm-hmm. The my thing with CM Punk, while while yeah, do you do whatever you want, but but we had higher hopes for you. Okay. You know, we had higher hopes for you. You would go to like this, in, go on an independent run. You would go mm-hmm. to New Japan. You would do the things that Cody and Moxley did. She wanted but, him to not just like not just vanish in the face of the wrestling earth after he bailed WWE. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and that's fair. I uh, I understand. Your heart's not in it anymore, but but I'm just trying to like see like how like you said you were the voice of the voiceless. You 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 put talked all this game. You mm-hmm. you could have done something special. He like so it sounds like you criticized Punk a little bit for not keeping up the momentum that he built. Yes. Like he, he built up so much momentum over, again, that three-year run of 2011 to 2014, but he built so much momentum and was legitimately one of the, uh, one of the faces of WWE. Yeah. And then he, and then he bails and like, oh, he could have gone back to New Japan or he could have he gone to Ring of Honor or, and been a and top guy. And I know guy. he was hurt. Right. I know he was hurt. And, and that's one thing. That's one thing that that it just bothered me, mm. and it's my fault for for think for thinking that he was gonna walk the walk instead of talk the talk. Mm. See, so you, you think you're a little guilty of having too high of expectations? Yes. Okay. Because I truly believe that Cody and. Moxley have eclipsed Punk in terms of popularity. You know what happened? I think the thing about with both of those two, and Moxley and especially Cody, is that they rose their games the second they left WWE. Not only did they, not only did they leave for those other companies, for, for obviously for New Japan and Ring of Honor, and, and now AEW, both of them, but it's that they raised their, they rose their games once they left. Like they, they, they both, you, you can tell they both got better. The second yes. they left WWE. Yes. I don't know how much better Punk could have got had he left and gone to another company. I don't know. I agree with that, actually. 
I actually agree with that. So that that was just my thing. Um, but um, we, let's go to SmackDown. I was at this show, uh-huh. bland show, in my okay. opinion. Um, Corbin. A lot of talking segments. This wasn't a fun show to be at. Mm, okay. Like, AEW was fun to be at, you know? It sounded like you had more... You enjoyed that. As opposed... You mm. sounded like you just simply enjoyed that because it was pure wrestling. Yes. As opposed, as opposed to SmackDown, which... I just enjoyed Baron Corbin promo, and I hated every <laughs> second of that. <laughs> No way! I actually like Baron Corbin because he gets me to hate him. Ah, oh, you're coming. All right, you're coming along, coming, Luke. You're coming, coming around. around yeah. I know he's never gonna be something in the ring, and that still bothers me. Mm-hmm. But I don't have vitriol for it. I, I started to realize that having a lot of vitriol for things like Jim Cornette does mm-hmm. doesn't do me any good. And yeah, it's you. You're you're, you're seeing it not it's not quite as as I do about Corbin in a sense of his character is really good. His character does get you to hate him, and he doesn't matter. He does a really good job of doing that. I think there are better heels in wrestling right now, but he's one of the better ones. I'll buy that. Yeah, certainly. Um, that's certainly true. He's one of the better heels in wrestling because. I started to realize I hate him from a gimmick standpoint. I don't hate yeah. him because he has go away heat. Maybe at a point I ha- had go away heat for him, but no, you did. You definitely did. There's no maybe about no, it. Yeah, especially early in this year when he was coming after the Universal Title and Rollins. That, that I think that was the height of it. I think. I think that was the height of everyone's go away heat for Baron yeah. Corbin. But no, he was now, coming for Rollins. But not, not because he was coming for Rollins. It was more because... He was a main eventer? He was a main eventer. Now he's in this upper mid-card role, and I can see, yeah, he has some benefit. That works, yes. The upper, upper mid-cards work. I think that's perfectly fine. Like if he held if he held the the intercontinental title at some point between now and the, and the next Survivor Series, perfectly he's cool. Champ. He's not heel world champ material like Chris Jericho right. or MJF. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. That's true. That that um, I agree with. Um, Let's see. So I, I'll so Gable talked about the Corbin promo. He brought up a little yippy barking dog mascot. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then they had the match between Mustafa Ali. This was a really good match. Mm-hmm. I really like this. This was my favorite match of the night. Um, and Ali Gable like, versus Rudin Ziggler. Yeah, this was my favorite match of SmackDown. Um, hot, good energy. Um, and, you know, it, it was fun. Good stuff with with, uh, with the faces winning thanks to the German by Ga- by Gable and then oh congrats congrats to Ga- Gable on his third trial by the way and then the uh, the, the four fifty by Ali on the Ziggler to get it done so good quality stuff there obviously uh, Ali 
and uh, Z and Gable are heading towards Survivor Series. So that's a that's a clear that's what had to be done. So they retained their spots, in other words. Yes. Um, Braun Strowman and the B team versus Drew Gruglak. No match. Strowman just killed people. Yeah. New Day versus Revival. Good three star match. Always this welcome back. This was decent. This was cheap. Yeah, it was, but I understand why it was done. Yeah. Obviously, you get the undisputed there, you get the drop on, on both teams. I, I I totally get it. And it set up a really good match between Fish and O'Reilly versus the Revival on NXT. So I, I get why this was done. This is perfectly fine. So, and plus they're gonna they're, they're gonna run it back with, with revival of New Day on Friday. So I'm 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 okay with it. That that's okay. Yeah. Um, heavy machinery squashed a couple of jabrones. And then yep, our yep. last match was supposed to be Bailey versus Nikki Cross, but NXT took over, and then mm-hmm. it was Kai Ripley Knox and Yim versus Banks, Nikki Carmella, and Dana. Mm-hmm. And this, they wanted to do more, but, but, to me, it, it was a little convoluted. <clears throat> like, I liked the match, but it was only like a two and a half star match. And then, this Miss TV you would, think it should have been, you think it should have been the last match you actually saw? You think it should have been, it would have been better off? Like, a little bit lower on the card. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I no, probably... The last match I saw was a 205 live match. We didn't stay for Reigns versus Corbin, mm. which was the dark main event, because we were like, fuck that. Plus, <laughs> by the way, Elimination Chamber is coming to Philly. Oh. That's in February, right? Yeah, February. Oh, no, it's oh, March this year. Oh, it's March. Oh, okay, it puts it back to March. Okay. That's probably the, 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 there's going to be a live event coming here to stay college on the, on in February. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Wow, the Mason Chamber coming to Philly. Nice. Philly getting pay per views now. This this will be the fourth out of five years that WWE is going to have a pay per view in Philly. Yeah, I I like it. Fourth time, yeah, fourth time out of five years. You got the you got two Rumbles, and then you got Extreme Rules last year, and then you and now you I have uh, the year before. Yeah, Battleground. Yeah, yeah, that's five out of six. My, my um brothers were at Battleground, unfortunately. <laughs> that, yeah, Battle, Battleground that was, was bad. Show. Uh, other than New Day Usos, which is a classic, that match, that, that show was pretty whack. Uh, yeah, we're talking five out of six years. We're talking Rumble 2015. There was nothing in 2016. Battleground 2017. Rumble again 2018. Extreme Rules last. Extreme Rules this year. And now you get in now Chambers 2020. Yeah, so that's five out of six. That's pretty yeah. good. I, I like Chicago levels because Chicago's like had a run of pay per view, uh, a run of uh, years for at least one pay per view. Um, so matter of fact, Chicago might have had one every decade, every every um year this decade. Chicago might have had yeah. a pay per view. That might be right, actually. I, I, I'm really sure Chicago had one every year this decade. 2010, what? I'm pretty sure they had Night of Champions. There's a way to, there's a way to look that up, actually. Okay. Um, 
There's a way to actually yeah. look that up. I'm really sure Chicago has, has had a pay-per-view every year this decade. There's a, there's a way to actually look that up and see if that's actually true. I'm pretty sure in 2010, they had United Champions. I believe they did, too. Yeah. Let's see. Formable films. And many things are happening. Obviously, 2011 was 2011's obvious. Money Bank Sprint Center. That was actually good money to bank. Yeah, the Champions of Chicago. Yep. So that, that's true. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I, I mean, we'll. we'll but no, that just, that, but that's going to get away from the point. But it's a, yeah, that's good. For, it's good that Philly's on that level now of getting pay per views every year. So that, that's a good look uh, from Philly. Yes. But all right, so from SmackDown to Raw. And Raw, obviously, Raw's go home show for. Oh, missed the uh, Firefly Funhouse Miss TV. Oh, right, right, right. The Miss TV thing where Daniel Bryan basically gets the uh, the challenge. It's over with WWE crowds. I'll give it that. Mm. And I do, I do like that the title's blue. What? The Firefly Funhouse. Mm. Yeah, it's... Highly... It's clearly... Entertaining to see Bray uh, in this. It's not for me, and I mm-hmm. can firmly admit that. But mm-hmm. It's over. Sorry. You're in a one-story house. I can hear you through the wall. Please, do not endure. It's like enough. Sorry. I gotta tone it down a little bit. I'll edit mm. this out. But yeah, I think it's. Yeah, it's clear that the Fun House is has got buzz and, it, and people are digging it, and it was a good, it was a good look to see. It, it's good look. I think that the title being uh, basically color coded based off the show, I think it's fine. Yeah. It looks nice. It looks nice that it's blue. I actually like that it's better blue than red. It's nice. And Bray versus Daniel Bryan should be a pretty good match. Like if if it's as good as the the Royal Rumble was a few years ago. I'm all for it. But please just get rid of that red lighting. That red lighting is awful. Yeah, please. But moving on to Raw. Let's see. The first piece of business was Becky and Charlotte facing the Iconics, and they basically handled them with ease. We'll call it a ease. Uh, it's really not much to truly say. The Iconics suffered a Flair and Lynch uh, made their way up the ramp to only watch as the three of the three members of the four horsewomen attacked the Iconics and they took a beating. So uh, it, basically, that's really what we're dealing with here. And solid stuff, decent stuff, though. They're clearly setting up for more stuff for Survivor Series. Uh, that seems relatively obvious there. Uh, Lynch wanted the both Iconics, only for Charlotte to come in and the match happened. Former Tag Champions attacked Flair and Lynch to, to do their thing. And they got a, and they tried to get a quick win, but unfortunately, uh, the, the figure eight happened. Uh, Billy K tapped out of the figure eight, and, and they got jumped, 
and then Farrah Lynch did their thing and left, and then the, the Shayna and her crew basically jumped the academics. That was the end of the proceedings. Let's see here. Next up, we got Carrillo versus Carl Anderson. As Alberto Carrillo continues to gain even more traction, continues to put in work. Ultimately, Carrillo got it done with a little bit of help from Creed, even in the odds. But good job there on a good job there by both parties. Setting up pretty good stuff here. As, as clearly, they're going to build probably for TLC. No way, Jose. Uh, no way, Jose got mowed down by Bobby Lashley. Uh, nothing special there. Again, there's a lot of something needs to end. But apparently, they, the whole divorce thing. Rollins and Andrade was as good as you would. Was was good, entertaining fight, and I'm looking forward to them running it back. We didn't get a conclusive finish because the Lucha House Party jumped uh, Rollins and uh, basically jumped both parties. But this match was very good. This match was a very good match, um, and I would love to see them run it back. I heard Buddy Murphy and Tozawa tore it up, and they did. They absolutely did. This was incredibly entertaining. Really entertaining stuff as they, they keep showing the 205 guys showing out on Raw as, as they've moved up, and it was dope. This was very, very good. Buddy Murphy getting it done, as it's clear, Buddy Murphy is going to have a come up 2019. Buddy Murphy's about to have a. He's going to face Alistair Black. He's going to have a monster 2019. Yeah, Buddy versus Alice is going to be so good. Buddy's going to have a, a crazy good 2019. I can see that now. He's going to have a crazy good year. Andrade's going to have a crazy good year. Carrillo's going to have a crazy good year. Those three are going to just run roughshod on Raw. I, I can totally see that. Uh, let's see. Rowan destroyed a poor, uh, a poor soul. My condolences to Malcolm. Owens and McIntyre was very good. This is a really good match. I'm, I'm mad that we didn't get a conclusive finish, but Owens and McIntyre was so good. Oh, man, Owens and McIntyre was dope. Triple H basically interrupted it and tried to recruit Ron, uh, Owens to, to join his NXT team. Oh. And it, it, it led to an, an invasion of NXT guys to, to get a drop on Owens. As NXT did there, did it. And then Raw people joined, joined the fray as there was a SmackDown crew. There was a Raw crew at the, uh, at the foot of the ramp. This match was excellent, though. The match itself was excellent. So uh, both both guys really got it in. Both guys really showed out. So I, I'd like to see those those two can run it back all day. The, yeah, and it looked like they actually gave them time. To, yeah, they did. So. They, they gave them a couple segments. They they gave um, McIntyre and almost a, a couple segments. But uh, the match was excellent. The match really was. So we're, we're all had some really good matches. This was um so Rey Mysterio spoke after. Brock Lesnar, either Heyman basically said the match is going to be no holds barred between uh, Mysterio and Lesnar, which I think is perfectly fine. I, think this I heard this was a killer promo. Yeah, it was. It, it was on both parties, but by Heyman and Mysterio. Uh, on both parties, this was good. This was highly entertaining. So, yeah, they're setting up for what I think could be a very good match with Survivor Series uh, with, Lesnar, with Lesnar and Mysterio. And I think it'll probably be an event, and I think it should. So I, I'm all for that. Oscar versus Natty was okay, nothing too special. Oscar got it done. There was no, there was really no chicanery. A little bit of a distraction by Kyrie, by Kyrie Sane, but ultimately it's really not that much of, of chicanery there. And it was Oscar dro- dropping Natty with a, with a kick to the face. And, and then the main event was Randy Orton and Ricochet versus the Viking Raiders. 
for the Raw Tag Titles. Obviously, we, we knew this was, a, was, was never going to be... They were never going to lose the titles. Uh, AOP laid and out... They were never going to be... They were never going to lose the titles. Yeah, they were never going to lose the titles. Viking Raiders. AOP ran up on... Um, Ryder and Hawkins, yeah, earlier on in the show. So Orton stepped up and challenged the Viking Raiders to attack the title match. And he put a ricochet to uh, put on for the match. The match itself was pretty decent. But then they got surrounded by NXT. NXT, Orton got a couple RKO's in, but the NXT all but jumped. The four guys in the ring was like the SmackDown coming back and Raw coming back. But they, they were both parties were outgunned and outmanned by NXT. And pretty much NXT on the ring to close the show on Raw. That's good. Good Raw. This is a good Raw. This really, from start to finish, was a good Raw. All right. Really Um, enjoyed Raw. NXT. NXT continuing to keep it up the momentum. They, They kept up the momentum pretty well. NXT let off... With Becky Lynch, uh, kind of storming the ring, Becky Ch- and she was looking for Shayna, but got Rhea Ripley instead. So the other captain from War Game for, for the War Games match. Good match, good match between the two. Good physical match, a lot of tech skills on both parties. Highly entertaining. But ultimately, it was Shayna and her crew jumping both parties and led to a full-on fight. But uh, Rhea and Becky would fight them off. But this was a, this was a solid match. Solid match cool. all the way there. Then we got the we we're gonna have Kona Reeves versus Matt Riddle, but instead Ricochet jumps Kona Reeves and it turns into Ricochet and Riddle, and this match went a hundred miles an hour quick. Which a lot of Ricochet matches too, but this match was full speed ahead real fast. A solid match, a little bit of a quick pinfall because of uh, Nakamura and Cesaro. Uh, really kind of running interference a little bit as they would uh, fight both parties off. And after after the match, what happened, we got a little bit more from Nakamura and Cesaro. All guys kind of did their thing. Ricochet went completely nuts by jumping from top rope to over barricade to get Cesaro out. Amazing, amazing visuals there. Uh, we, we were going to have Riddle do the, get the catch that Kinshasa from Shinsuke. But instead, Riddle picks him off. Actually, the Roddy Strong uh, picked off Shinsuke. And then just when Riddle thought he could get the drop on Roddy, it was Balor who got the drop on Riddle. This led to a little bit of a brawl. And Riddle eventually would, be the la- would hold the ring, and all parties would be thrown out. All parties would be outside of it. But, I, and this was really the theme of, the, of NXT this week, of invasion angles, but at the same time, war games angles. And they, they kind of interwove them all in. And I think it made a lot of sense. Fiction O'Reilly vs. Revival was crazy. I think it lasted a little bit too long. But 25 it minutes. It la- this was incredibly good. I, I, I wish it would have been 20 instead of 25. But I think it was incredibly good. Highly entertaining match. Highly technical Technically gifted match between four incredibly technically gifted wrestlers. This is really good. Undisputed Era got got the win thanks to the high low uh, situation, but this was a really good match and a whole lot of great teamwork and great ta- pure tag team wrestling. I love to see these two teams running back because this was incredibly entertaining from start to finish. 
So Fish and O'Reilly get it done um, at the very end with the high-low as a uh, well, yeah, they got the high-low on Dawson to get the pin. As Fish got the pin. But really, really good tag match and one of the best tag matches WWE's had all year. It's not the best. We know what the best was. <laughs> yes. Uh, Kansas Ray vs. Dakota Kai. Decent match. It was decent. Nothing too special. Uh, Kaylee Ray won clean. And we got to SmackDown women coming in and kind of taking the taking the spot over. Carmella was the first to appear on the scene. We got a little bit of a tease with Kyrie Sane and Elo Shirai uh, staring each other down, which I thought was nice. At the same hit an insane elbow. But ultimately, the tie turned with Nikki Cross wailing on everybody that wasn't in a blue shirt with a trash can lid. And Nikki Cross was the last woman standing in the ring. So this was this was a pretty good angle to keep up the women's part of, the, of, of both of both shows. Viking Raiders and Forgotten Sons was a decent tag match, a fairly decent tag match. And but ultimately it was the, it was the Viking Raiders to get it done. But this was pretty good. Nothing special. It was it was no way it was going to top the uh, the Fish O'Reilly vs. Revival match. But it, it was pretty good, not great, but still worth it was still a decent watch. And then finally, the main event, just like the women's one, was the was the ladder match, and the winner gets uh, gets the advantage for for War Games. There was no interference, there was no chicanery involved in the match, but ultimately, it was Dachikovic's knee that caught the better that that really got the better of him as he did the feast your eyes and then went up and tried to go up the ladder on one leg. Instead, Adam Cole used a briefcase to hit him in the face. And he fell backwards into a ladder that was propped up from corner to the ladder that they climbed. The ladder breaks. Cole wins the match for his team. So the undisputed era for the second straight year will have the advantage, have the power play advantage uh, for war games. Chaos happened as Keith Lee and Ivar had is let is just mass chaos. Just all parties involved. A lot of NXT, but a whole lot of Raw. And it really, the show closed with Ciampa hitting the scene. He dropped Cole with a knee. And then we got Rollins hitting the scene after Ciampa. And Rollins and Ciampa closed the show by fighting each other in the ring. Which was, which led, it was the, the, the culmination of what was a really good brawl. So, that was NXT. A highly entertaining NXT. I just wish this ladder match was a little... I, I wish the five minutes... Taken away from the tag match with, with uh, Revival and Fish and O'Reilly, I would have given those five minutes to this ladder match. The ladder match was relatively short. But that's NXT. Then we had AEW with, with Phoenix versus Nick Jackson. What a way to start that show. Ooh. This was great. <laughs> what a match. Nick's such an underrated underneath wrestler. Um, 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 but Phoenix is just God. He, he there's something about him that is eye popping. Phoenix is simply special. There's there's no other way to say it. Phoenix is simply special. I yeah. think the thing about this match that you notice right away is that Nick Jackson seemed a little bit shaken by the fact that his brother Matt wasn't there to get tags. 
But once yeah. he got well, once he got comfortable, Nick Jackson could Nick Jackson was legit. Was you didn't go. Basically, basically move for move with Ray Phoenix. Yeah, but isn't that and incredible. Yeah, great way to start. Great way to start AEW. Powerful way to start AEW. The Super Rana was nice. Mm-hmm. And that Springboard Destroyer, the all the stuff that Phoenix did with we'll, we'll walking along the along the ropes. The Phoenix Driver finishes neck. That spinning muscle buster for those who may not have seen it, but that, that's just that's just crazy. Then we had Britt Baker versus um, Hikaru Shida, which was a ver- another very good match. Um, yeah. Baker apparently is number one in the rankings. Sashida's number two in terms of coming after coming for the women's championship. And but, next week, Shida will eclipse Baker because Hikaru Shida won the match. Mm-hmm. Um, the running knee strike. They had a good match. Um. Nice intensity, um, really good. Um, then we had the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal. As the, the last... Um, this sets up Paige and um, MJF. Well, the winner gets that ring. This was Does a it... good Battle Royal. As clever, clever MJF was hiding through a decent amount of it and ultimately eliminated Sabian to uh, to basically become the last the, the one of the last two. They were declared the final two and they'll meet in for the Diamond Ring on next uh, the Thanksgiving Eve episode. Good stuff there. Good stuff. He didn't last eliminated Jungle Boy. Then we had a Chris Jericho promo. A major announcement. That he was going to have his celebration next week. And the AEW. And not in Indianapolis. Um, Then... SEU came out. Um and and um basically it leads to Jericho versus Sky next week. As Scorpio Sky gets to cash in on all the momentum he's built and the fact that he pinned Jericho to keep the tag titles in SCU. Yes. Um that it this ended in a brawl where where um they handcuff Daniels and Cats to the ropes and Uh-oh. they fight up Cutler and Nakazawa and then the Jurassic Express came out and then Hager went face to face with Luchasaurus and Hager Ooh, bailed. That's a that's a match I wanna see. Luchasaurus versus Hager, I'm all for that. I am all for that as well. Um, this is a good segment. I like the way they set this up. Uh, I enjoy it. And now they're going to have a really hot main event next week in Chicago. That, that, that's, that's, that's a really good way to set it up. I like it. 
Um, Luchasaurus versus Peter Avalon. 30 seconds. Luchasaurus killed him. Let's welcome back Luchasaurus. I, I, I miss seeing you do your thing. Love having Luchasaurus back. Um, Ortiz and Santana versus Private Party. Um, this was dedicated to Matt Travis, who was killed last week. Um, condolences to Matt Travis's friends and family. Yep, yep, yep. This could have been shorter. Um, Private Party defeats Ortiz and Santana with the gin and juice. Um, after I, Nick Jackson I, I, interferes. By the way, I love the promo that Ortiz and Santana cut after they destroyed the Bucks last week. I love that. Did you see that on Twitter? Yes, it did. That, that, that was so good. The, the promo that they cut on Twitter. So, underrated on the, the mic. They are really good on the mic. They really are. So next week's AEW, if you didn't think this week's AEW was loaded, um, next week's AEW is Page versus MJF, Pac versus Omega, mm-hmm. Jericho versus Guy, mm-hmm. and Cody returns. Ooh. Oh, and also, now we have the, uh, the main event. Did we get to the main event of, uh, of Moxley versus Darby Allin? This was good. And... Two dudes who are maybe the two reckless dudes in a the most reckless dudes in AEW in a straight up wrestling match. Imagine that. But I love the the fearlessness of Allen and Moxley ultimately is just a little bit too much. But I think this is a this was entertaining. I, I like it. I, I like what they Allen's gonna have a good year. Allen's gonna have a good 2019. Like I, like I said for the WWE guys <clears throat> of Mur- of Buddy Murphy and Alberto Carrillo <clears throat> earlier on in the show here, I think Darby Allen's gonna have could be have that kind of kind of year in, in, in twenty twenty in twenty twenty as well. <clears throat> Darby Allen and MJF could have a kind of year in twenty twenty. Yeah, they, they MJF with Cody. Too, so I'm all, I'm I'm ready I'm ready for that. Apparently they're gonna have a Bass of the Beach in, in Miami on, on January fifteenth. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. I did see that. We have the full Survivor Series card, actually. Let's go over it. Brock Lesnar versus Ray Mysterio. Who's winning? Brock. No, this is gonna. This will be entertaining. I'm actually looking forward to this match. I'm actually going to be looking forward to it, too. I think this will be a very good match, and I'm all for this being the close. I think this is the the main event, and it should be. I think this will be a highly entertaining match. I'm going to go with Brock, yes. I think Brock would just be too good, and he'd just be too powerful for Rey Mysterio. I don't know. I don't know who's winning the women's triple threat because these are three hot acts. Yes. And one of them's gonna have to eat a pin. Mhm. And oh, you're gonna, yeah, it's tough. I'm I'm going to go with Becky and she pins Bailey. Yep, that's where I was going to. So I figure with these three, with your three championships, I figure each show is going to get one. Yes. I figure each show will get one. It's just a matter of who gets which one. 
So I think, I think, I think we'll win for Raw. I'm I think going on speed to- bit error. Yeah, I probably go undisputed there for SmackDown, and then go Four. Shinsuke oh, for NXT and then Shinsuke for SmackDown. Yeah, I, I think that's that's probably the proper route. Either that or New Day for SmackDown and Roddy for NXT. But I think that's I think it's each show gets one of the champions. I think Team NXT is going to win the women's five on five. I'm not sure we even know who the women's NXT. Are gonna, are, who are they even going to be? No, we're so, not sure on saw, either team. So, so no, we're, we're sure on Raw. Raw has Charlotte as the captain, Natty, the tag champions, Oscar and Kyrie, Sane, and Sarah Logan. SmackDown has Sasha, Carmella, Dana, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. That's been known for a couple weeks. And then we'll see, and in NXT, uh, we'll see after War Games. So NXT is hiding theirs after the War Games matches. So we'll probably know Saturday night who's going to be from NXT or Sunday morning. We'll know who's going to be on the NXT teams for the men and the women. But I'm uh, actually going to stop our week at the pay-per-view booking. Yes, I like it. We have the, the Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. You have to think the Fiend's going to win. Yeah, I think the Fiend will retain. I think they'll set it up for, for a TLC rematch, but I think the Fiend retains this time. Yeah. And then we'll go to War Games because this has to do with War Games in a way because Pete Dunne, Killian mm-hmm. Dane, and and Damian Priest are fighting for the number one contendership. Well, the winner gets that goal. I don't know. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go with Dunne pitting Priest. Yeah, I think Dunn will pin Priest. I think it'll be Dunn versus Cole. And Cole to have a fucking banger. That's why I think that's why I think it's gonna be Dunn. Because in Chicago, he's gonna he, they're gonna they're gonna love Pete Dunn. Ultimately, yeah. I do think Cole will win and keep the title. Barney's he's not completely beaten up for more games. But I do think Cole oh, will, will I think win. Getting the title off for Cole because mm. he has the broken rest. Oh, that is true. Yeah, that is true. That is a good point. He done the, is the only one that screams really champion to me. Mm. Who, who hasn't won it? Are you including Champa? The Champas, the Garganos. And whatever happens yeah. to Velveteen. Well, I think Velveteen might be the fourth guy on on Jampa's team. Yeah. But and they, they kept that under wraps too. And who's going to be the fourth on Jampa's team? Yeah, they did keep that under wraps. Um. Oh, it's Seth Rollins. Ooh! Wait, whoa! What? Whoa! Where did you see that? Wikipedia. They dropped it. They dropped it at Seth. Wow. So I don't know how they're gonna explain this. Does Rollins jump from Raw to NXT? No. Or, I, or is this? Or, or is this Rollins to get the drop? Or, or Rollins to get some heat, uh, some payback on um, them? Yeah, I think it's that. 
If Seth that Rollins would be old. If he's in a War Games match, that would be wild. That's insane. That would be absolutely wild. Oh, it's still it's still TBA. I'm very sure it's TBA. Yeah, no, for what I'm seeing, it's TBA. Yeah, for some reason, Wikipedia has Seth Rollins in there. Yeah, no, uh, somebody probably might have been playing around with it. Uh, Riddle versus Balor. I have to think it's going to be Finn, but I think it's going to be a good match. Yeah. And then the two war games. For the women's war games, I'm going to go with Shayna's team. I'll go with Shayna's team, but I think it's going to be a very good match. I think the craziest person in the match, is I, the one I'm looking forward to see in the match the most is probably EO. Now that EO strives going to do something crazy. But I'm going oh, yeah, to go. yeah, it's still TBA. Yeah, no, it's still TBA. I'm going to go with um, Shayna's team to win the match. To actually win the women's match. And I think it'll be, EO will be the, will do something absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, EO's going to jump off the fucking cage. <laughs> yep. I fully expect her to jump off the cage. Candace maybe too, but I fully expect EO to do it. And then for the men's team... Who's well, going really? to jump off the cage? It's probably going to be Cole. As insane mm-hmm. as that sounds. I'm going to go Keith Lee. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. going to go Keith Lee. <laughs> Keith Lee is the most apt to actually do it. Of, of, of the seven men that's in this match right now. I'm going. You don't have a high flyer on the industry there as team. And you really, and Dajakovic isn't one, and Ciampa's not one. So you, the only one left is Lee, and we know Lee can do it, which is terrifying that somebody that big is going to jump off that cage. Um, I, I, unless I, I'm Seth Rollins is in the match. If it's Rollins, then yeah, I think Rollins will save everybody the trouble. Or if it's Velveteen yeah. Dream, Velveteen Dream will save everybody the trouble. For some reason, I saw Seth Rollins. I, I, I don't think I was seeing things, but... That would that would be wild if it were Rollins or Kevin Owens, and then they would pretty much be automatically become the captain of the NXT team. That yeah. would be so wild. But yeah, because nah, I, think, still I think it'll says be the door is open. Yeah, which they pretty much it's all but confirmed that all parties are going to be at SmackDown tomorrow, which is going to meet lead to a whole lot of chaos coming. Oh, God. It's gonna That's going to be a fun show. That's SmackDown's going to be wild. With all three, all three brands under the same roof, uh, SmackDown's going to be wild. Um, what else? Um, picks of the week. I'll stay away from Penn State, Ohio State. I'll keep my emotional ties out of that. Uh, Michael Dolan's um, the Baylor season effectively ending. <laughs> that was that was rough. And the Big Twelve. You, you, you can tell how the committee feels about the Big Twelve when Oklahoma doesn't move ahead of Penn State or Minnesota. Uh, you you yeah, can tell that, how they that, feel. That 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 is correct. So, so, to me, the game I'm actually looking forward to here—that's not Penn State, Ohio State. 
SMU and Navy is what I'm actually looking forward to. I know you guys crushed Navy last week. Put 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 the curb stomping on Navy last week. I I, I know I know that. I, I saw that, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. It, I was like, we SMU, played to our potential finally. Got played a complete College, game. That was a Debo Boston College. Yeah, you like us at, at Boston College. It's nice. I think yeah, I think, yeah I'm gonna I'm actually go with your boys. Uh, Y'all twenty point favorites against BC. BC is a, a, a mediocre team. Uh, Steven Daziel, I don't really love him as a coach. I think you guys are going to put in work and probably just steamroll your way to 10-2. I think you guys are going to be – you're not going to get a beast. You're not going to get in your six, but you're going to get a 10-2. Unless and chaos happens. Unless, unless a whole lot of bodies drop in the next two weeks. You're going to go 10-2. and two, might happen. And you'll probably end up with, like, the Citrus uh, the citrus or, Bowl or, or the something outback. like that. Or the Outback, yeah. Well, so you'll end up with one of those two balls, I think. Um. Where I'm going with this, um, I'm looking at the games, and what else is there? I know there's another ranked versus ranked matchup. Is there? The other ranked for. Mm. Other than Penn oh, State, Texas Ohio State, Texas Baylor, Texas isn't ranked after losing to Iowa State last week. But Yikes. uh, but that yeah, that's a bad, that's a bad loss. But that's a that's not a bad game. Like, the game itself isn't too bad. Yeah, um, there's no other ranked versus ranked. No, no, we got the only Temple Cincy's pretty good. Temple yeah, Cincy, Temple's not a bad team, and they're a they're a ten point dog going to Cincy. But that's a that's a pretty good game. I am and going the to the Navy and the Indiana Michigan's the other one that's that's pretty good. I am going to take Nebraska on the road against Ooh. Maryland. Going okay. to 10 here. Um All right. Um in a non-ranked matchup, the this is Scott Frost got extended. Um I think they're going to play hard for the ne- the next 2 weeks for Scott Frost and get a bowl berth. Mm. That means that they'd have to go to Iowa and beat Iowa, but that's that's a rough. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was at Iowa. Oh shit! I may reverse that pick, but but for this week, interesting. Nebraska goes to Maryland and beats Maryland, or Nebraska faces Maryland and beats Maryland. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Um. As yeah, for the NFL, good. As for the NFL, good win for Houston. Uh, Houston saving, the, kind of re- responding. They absolutely had to. Two TDs for DeAndre Hopkins. Actually, want one Hopkins, one filler. One, one Will Fuller. Good, uh, good win for the Texans, who, who needed to keep the win to stay ahead of the Colts and avoid getting swept. So, good job uh, there. By Hopkins. Both, we, uh, both touchdowns for Hopkins, but Houston gets it done. To, to answer your question, is there a tank bowl? No. I think the closest shot is Bucks Falcons. I think that's yeah. the closest. Because yeah, they're, 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 the, they're the only matchup of anyone that I see here where both teams are in the bottom eight. Hmm. Holy shit! Oakland to making yeah, the playoffs. 
there's, there's some bad matchups this week. Like, Lions-Redskins is really close. That's, yeah, that's a bad one. Lions matchups. The Lions, Lions have enough wins to say it's not a tank ball. Right. But they don't have Stafford, so that, that that's where that comes in. But there's and some good matchups, too. And the Giants-Bears is pretty bad, too. Yikes. But each, each slot has a has a game that's absolutely worth watching. Like, Seahawks-Eagles is going to be hot. And then you got Cowboys-Patriots, and you got the 4 o'clock games. Then you got Packers-Niners as the Sunday night, and then Ravens-Rams as the Monday night. So you got yeah, some that's hot good. Where I'm going this week, my NFL pick, I'm going to go to Detroit and the Redskins. The Redskins are complete trash. And this side of the Bengals are the worst team in the NFL. Jeff Driscoll actually played really well last week against a good, a pretty good Dallas team. I got Detroit putting in work and beating Washington heavy. This could get ugly, ugly quick. I'm taking the under on the Eagles-Seattles game. That's oh, okay. my pick. All right. That's my pick. Um, this is the first time we went over-under on this show, but... <laughs> I think it's going to be a really defensive football game. I was shocked that okay. the Eagles Patriots went that way, but and I'm pissed that the Eagles wasted Jim Schwartz's best defensive performance. That was actually a really good defense, yeah. Like the secondary was back. And I think Seattle's going to keep it close, but Russell Wilson's playing on an MVP level. It's him or Lamar Jackson right now. Those are the two, and then the Sean Watson third. Those are really, yeah. those are really the three. But I would disqualify Sean Watson after, and Philly's favored by one, and I'm not, and I'm not loving that number. Well, to be fair to Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson beat both Watson and Wilson in a month span. So you want to no. qualify as a tiebreaker, and he balled out in both games. So that's probably that's absolutely to me. Got to put Lamar Jackson in the driver's seat there. So Andy Reid did want Russell Wilson in 2012, but I wanted Russell Wilson in Miami in 2012. <laughs> I think everybody wanted Russell Wilson in 2012, yeah. but Seattle pulled the trigger. Mhm. Yeah. I'm just like. Right now, I think the Eagles are going to squeak in the playoffs because the rest of the NFC is garbage. They're going to get that sixth wild card spot. I think we're. Mm, I'm, I'm torn on the Eagles making the playoffs. I don't think they win at, against Seattle. So that puts them five and six, and basically saying you gotta win Yikes. out to get in. Yeah, yeah, the that, Vikings are the problem. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think that Vikings tiebreaker is gonna kill them. That Vikings tiebreaker is gonna kill them. I, yeah, I think Green Bay wins. I think Green Bay wins the North, but so that Vikings tiebreaker is really gonna kill them. Yeah, and the Seattle one might kill. Them, and the Seattle one might kill them too because the, I think the Seattle one kills them too because the uh, I think the Niners can, will probably win the West. So that's that's two really bad tiebreakers against the Eagles. Yeah, and well, we're two I, and a half back. 
Yeah, and not to mention the fact you got rolled by Dallas, and you, 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 but they can make. This is Danny Kugler getting the ring. Uh, our recording got cut off pretty soon, um, so um, you can follow Beast Mike at Beast Mike on Twitter. You can follow me at DJD Kooks on Twitter, and. I'm sorry about this technical snafu. It won't happen again. And have a good day.